asleep inside your den. It's spring, and you were born just six weeks ago. It's still cold outside. The open countryside is just beginning to reveal touches of green as the winter melts away. But you don't know or care about any of this. Your mother, a vixen fox, is out hunting and socializing with her mate, a dog fox, your father. This doesn't bother you. After all, you have the warmth of your four brother and sister kits to keep you warm. You hear something outside the den. It's your mother. She's come back from hunting for voles. Suddenly you're tossed and gently jostled. This is good. You are suckling along with your litter mates. You can hear her eating the voles as you drink her warm milk. Life is good. At six weeks old, it's time for a change of scenery. You and your siblings are starting to feel cramped in the den. You are getting bigger, and the black fur you were born with is growing redder by the day. Your favorite game these days is wrestling and play fighting with your brother. He can always pin you, but you are learning quickly and growing stronger. Your mother leaves the den first. Then your brother, the one who is always pinning you, follows next. You leap out into the open air. This is incredible. You breathe in the fresh, crisp spring morning air. Ah, what is that smell? There are so many smells. At the thrill of a new adventure, you pounce on top of your brother and grab his neck with your teeth. You both roll around as your siblings come and join in the fun. Your mother, standing calmly nearby, barely takes notice of the complete ruckus you all are making. She is forever patient and always on the lookout for trouble. Sometimes she even lets you practice biting and playing with her. This, she says, will help you learn how to take care of yourself. You don't understand why she is also so careful, so measured when you are outside. It's time to play. You feel so alive. You'll have just a few weeks to learn about the dangers of the countryside. As an omnivore, you eat bugs, cabbage, and even birds in the fields to play with and eat. But your favorite new game is vole hunting. As the summer grows warmer, you grow bigger and get to test your strength and endurance. As you practice your hunting, you begin to find your own style. You like to creep slowly on the vole. You don't always get them, but you are really getting better. Mother? Yes, dear? When will I go out on my own? You'll know the time. Most kits are fully grown by 10 months and will go out and make their own way then. For now, enjoy this time get stronger and keep practicing your hunting. You don't know that you will indeed make your own way. One day you will be a leader of the foxes.
You also could never imagine the stories that men will write about you and your family. You help men by eating unwanted pests, and you are hunted by men when you get into their chickens. Fox, this is your story. You are listening to Naturalist Kids Podcast, where we bring the stories of nature to life to encourage you in your quest to learn more about this great world. I'm your host, Joy Cherick, and today I'm joined by David, age seven. If you love our podcast and want to see more episodes like this one about foxes, please consider supporting us through our Patreon site, patreon.com slash naturalistkids. There you will find transcripts, nature study lessons, and additional resources to go with each episode. This is episode five. This episode corresponds with nature study hacking mammals, and this lesson about foxes fits perfectly with lessons nine and 10, fox introduction and fox observation. Nature study hacking teaches families how to get outside and use a nature journal. Head over to naturestudyhacking.com for more information. Let us consider for a moment what a fox is like. I bet you will say things like cunning, crafty, or extremely clever. But why is this? Where do we get these ideas from? There are many stories about foxes. Beatrix Potter wrote about Mr. Todd. Aesop about the fox and the grapes. There's fantastic Mr. Fox. Or you may have heard the story of Br'er Rabbit and Br'er Fox. One of our favorite movies is the Robin Hood cartoon, where Robin is played by a very handsome dog fox. In the same movie, Maid Marian was played by a vixen or a female fox. Casting a fox in these roles was not by mistake. There is a famous fox that came before all of these and one you may not have heard about. His name is Reynard the Fox. His origins are a bit murky and he has been reinvented throughout the ages. Here is a short tale of Reynard called The Cock and the Fox. This is the story that the old woman who was called Tante Sani told to the little boy who would always be talking. A long time ago, she said, there lived in a farmyard, a cock, who was very proud of himself, and with reason, too, for he was indeed a plump and handsome bird. Nothing could have been finer than his appearance when he strutted through the yard, lifting his feet high as he walked and nodding his head at each step. He had a magnificent comb of coral red and blue-black plumage streaked with gold, which shone so brilliantly when the sun flashed on it that it was a joy to see him. No wonder that his twenty wives gazed at him admiringly and followed him wherever he went and were quite content to let him hustle them about and gobble up all the fattest worms and the finest grains of corn. 
if this cock was proud of his appearance, there was one thing of which he was even prouder, and that was his voice. He was a famous songster. He could crow you high and he could crow you low. He could utter tones as deep as the pealing of an organ in church or as shrill as the blast of a trumpet. Every morning, when the first streak of dawn appeared in the sky, he would get down off his perch, raise himself on his toes, stretch out his neck, close his eyes, and crow so loudly that he roused people who were sleeping in the next parish. And this he loved to do because it was his nature. Now in the forest close to the farmyard, there lived a fox who had often gazed with longing eyes upon the plump and handsome bird. His mouth watered every time he thought of him, and many were the artful tricks he played to try to catch him for his dinner. One day he hid himself among the bushes in the garden by the farmyard and waited patiently until the cock happened to stray his way. After a time, the bird came along, pecking here and pecking there, wandered through the gate into the garden, and made straight for the bush under which Master Fox was hidden. He was just going to run into the bush after a butterfly which was fluttering about, when he caught sight of Reynard's black snout and cunning watchful eyes, and with a squeak of alarm he jumped aside just in time and hopped on the wall. At this, the fox rose to his feet. "'Don't go away, my dear friend,' he said in a honeyed tone. "'I would not for the world do you any harm. "'I know that it is my bad fortune to be disliked by your family. "'I can't for the life of me think why. "'And it is a pity, because I have to hide myself "'for the pleasure of hearing you sing.' There is no cock in all these parts has such a magnificent voice as yours, and I simply do not believe the stories they tell about you. Eh? What is that? said the cock, stopping at a safe distance and looking at the fox with his head on one side. What do they say? Why? Reynard went on, edging a little nearer. They tell me that you can only crow with your eyes open. They say, if you were to shut your eyes, that clarion call of yours would become only a feeble piping, like the clucking of a newborn chick. But of course, I don't believe them. Anyone can see they are merely jealous. I should think so, cried the cock, bristling with anger. Crow with my eyes shut, indeed. Why, I never crow in any other way. Just look here, I'll prove it to you. And he raised himself on his toes, stretched out his neck, closed his eyes, and was just going to crow. When, snap, the fox sprang upon him and caught him in his teeth. Then began a great to-do the poor cock flapping his wings and struggling as the fox ran off with him. The hens ran about the yard, clucking and squawking, and the noise they made alarmed the farmer's wife, who was cooking in the kitchen. 
out she came running with the rolling pin in her hand, and seeing the fox with the cock in his mouth gave chase, shrieking as she ran. The farmhands tumbled out of barn and byre, armed with pitchforks, spades, and sticks. All the beasts began to raise a clatter, and what with the shouting of the men, the squealing of the pigs, the neighing of the horses, and the lowing of the cows, to say nothing of the clucking of the hens and the old woman screaming, one would have thought the end of the world was at hand. The fox was not a little frightened by all of this clatter. He was not so frightened as the cock, who saw that only cunning would save his life. They will catch us in a minute, he said to the fox, and as likely as not, we shall both be killed by a single blow. Why don't you call out and tell them I came with you of my own accord? Good idea thought the fox, and he opened his mouth to call out to his pursuers, thereby loosening his grip on the cock's neck. Then, with a squirm and a twist and a flutter of his wings, the wily bird wrenched himself free and flew up to the branches of a tree nearby. "'Don't go away, my dear friend,' said the fox." The fox cast a look at him and saw that he was out of reach. Then he glanced over his shoulder at his pursuers, who were getting perilously near. "'It seems to me,' he said, grinning with rage, "'I should have done better to hold my tongue.' "'That is true,' said the cock to himself as he smoothed his ruffled feathers. "'And I would have been better advised to always be on the lookout.'" The word fox comes from an old English word, fusas, meaning thick-haired tail. So David, let's talk a little bit about the fox. What sort of food does the fox like to eat? Voles, mice, chickens, wrens, and other small birds, bugs, and berries. Does the fox hunt during the day or at night? Both. I wonder if it depends on how hungry he is. It sounds like he prefers the night. Does that make him nocturnal? Foxes are opportunistic feeders, meaning they will hunt for food as the opportunity presents itself regardless of day or night. How does the fox help the farmer? by eating the rodents that live nearby. How does the fox hurt the farmer? By eating his chickens and other small farm animals. Your favorite fox is the red fox. What other types of foxes have you discovered? The gray fox who can climb trees and the Arctic fox who is white in the winter and gray in the summer. We have a fox riddle for you. A man started to town with a fox, a goose, and a sack of corn. 
he came to a stream which he had to cross in a tiny boat. He could only take one across at a time. He could not leave the fox alone with the goose or the goose alone with the corn. How did he get them all safely over the stream? We'll tell you at the end of the episode. We found one more thing about foxes that we thought you might enjoy. We found a scripture from Song of Solomon 2.15, and it says, Catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that spoil the vineyards, for our vineyards are in blossom. Hmm, I wonder what that's about. In the next episode of Naturalist Kids, we'll explore the world of cats. And in case you were curious, the answer to our riddle, are you ready? Take the goose over first and come back. Then take the fox over and bring the goose back. Now take the corn over and come back alone to get the goose. Take the goose over and the job is done. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.